The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, January 6th. 2013. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 230. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Grant, uh, there's not much aviation news going on this week. I, I can't really put my finger on why that is. Can you? I, I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty hot to trot to record a whole lot of things, but I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's something we're just not quite there. We're not quite getting. I mean, may, maybe it's because we're just all coming back from New Year. Actually, I think the answer might lie in the Airplane Geeks theme. That's right, it's summertime here. In fact, if we're in the middle of summer, in fact, uh, boy, has it been hot here. What, what, what would it be in uh, miles, Grant, in that prehistoric uh, measurement system they use in America? I think it was uh, about 498 long. degrees. Yeah, oh, over 100 at times. Great yeah. weather. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if, if we were doing a weather podcast, we could talk about lots of stuff. But I thought what we might do this week and possibly make it the shortest Australia desk ever is uh, perhaps have a look at a few issues that were ending up at the end of last year and just a bit of a look forward to uh, some of the topics I think we'll be covering in a lot of detail this year, Grant. And I guess uh, when we talk about airlines, we we did talk a lot towards the end of last year about uh, two airline tie-ups that uh, certainly uh, needed to be run past the Australian government's uh, Competition and Consumer Commission. And of course, that is the Qantas Emirates Alliance and uh, the uh, Virgin Australia and Tiger Airways uh, Alliance slash merger. So uh, Grant, there's just been a little bit of news on that. The ACCC has actually uh, approved the Qantas Emirates Alliance and uh, they're given it authorization for um, over the five years, I believe. Uh, it was originally a draft five-year approval. But yeah, they've uh, they've held it to that and the indications are they're probably going to let it go longer. But for now, it's being held to five years. That approval will really help Qantas and Emirates get down and uh, bed this alliance in. It's going to let a lot of uh, Qantas passengers fly on Emirates, which is good because the only other way to get from, say, Perth up into Asia and onto the UK at the moment with Qantas is to uh, go over to Sydney or Melbourne and then fly up into Asia and on. So now with Emirates, they'll be able to go direct Emirates to Dubai and then maybe get on a Qantas plane to London, but maybe they'll stay on Emirates. But at least they'll earn Qantas frequent flyer points, won't they? Absolutely. It's, a, it's certainly a way to rack up your frequent flyer points. You know, Grant, the way I rack most of my frequent flyer points up with Qantas is by going to my local supermarket and using the loyalty card that's tied in with my uh, frequent flyer accounts. Yeah, well, I think Qantas is going to... May maybe the news for the year is that Qantas becomes more of a uh, loyalty program than anything else. But although apparently the latest is that uh, internationals back on the rebound, but you know we'll see where that one goes. But the big one on the A Triple C front is that they may not allow Virgin to get into bed with Tiger. Yes, the chairman of the A Triple C, now his name is Rod Sims. Uh, he was out in the media during this week saying that domestically the Tiger and Virgin merger is complicated, and of course you've also got to put in Sky West, which is uh, the third part of that deal. The whole idea of the A Triple C is to make Make sure that there's uh, competition within any given marketplace, and that there's you know the idea is that they stop monopolies. What they're worried about here, according to Rod Sims, is that uh, Virgin would, uh, if this merger went ahead, that uh, Virgin would end up with 34% of the market here in Australia, and Qantas would have about 65%. So they're a little bit concerned by the looks of things that uh, that's not exactly fair. Um, so I, I think Grant, uh, as we said, looking forward, that's uh, certainly going to be an issue that's ongoing because uh, Virgin is uh, very very keen to be able to pick up Tiger Air ways, which will basically give them their version of Jetstar, a low-cost carrier within their network, and they can move on uh, and you know be more of a premium brand, which is what they've been moving to over the last couple of years. Yeah, it turns it into a duopoly, just like the two airline scenario we had with Qantas and, uh, and Ansett in the old days. And well, you know, if that does actually happen, that 
I guess you could say that opens up the market for somebody to open up a third airline once again and challenge the lot of them. But I don't know. We'll see what the ACCC comes up with with this. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd really like to see the ACCC go and uh, assess CASA and air services. There's a pair of monopolies, but we don't hear a lot about them, do we? Yeah, well, I reckon that might be a bit of wishful thinking, mate. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think one government department investigating another government department or two uh, in, in terms of competition. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't want to hold that standard up to themselves, only to a private enterprise. But uh, looking ahead, Grant, and uh, perhaps moving across to the technology front, uh, something we'll be talking about uh, throughout the year, I think, is uh, changes to Australia's uh, air traffic control and air traffic management systems. Uh, ADSB is uh, mandated to be fitted to aircraft by December of this year, and uh, that'll be for all aircraft flying above flight level to nine or zero. So uh, yeah, all airliners will need to be fitted with that, Grant. And uh, I guess uh, going forward, they'll be wanting to expand that system over the next few years. That's right, mate. That's the plan is to uh, bring it down lower and lower. Of course, it costs more money to have blanket coverage in the lower levels, but I can see them working their way down and getting it lower and lower as once they've locked off 29,000 feet and above. It's been uh, running with the airliners for quite uh, a year or two already. They've had the ADSB at the high levels, and if you're ADSB compliant, you can run a better track than the aircraft that aren't. They have to have different separations. So, uh, yeah, a lot of benefit to being on it already, and now it's going to be mandatory this year. If you're used to flying over there in the US, uh, you'll be very well used to having a pretty comprehensive radar coverage. Well, um, we don't really have that here, particularly around the central regions of the country. So if they can make ADSB work properly here, uh, it'll actually be quite a good thing for um, aircraft, which at the moment have to work on a procedural system. And, uh, you know, let's face it, that's pretty old world. Well, uh, Grant, looking forward to uh, one more issue I think that's uh, certainly been causing some problem at the light aircraft end of the market here in Australia, and that's been in the, the LSA category, which over here, of course, is known as RAOs. They've been having a lot of trouble uh, with uh, certification and re-registration of their category of aircraft. Uh, there's been a problem uh, uh, that they've got to uh, sort through with uh, CASA. Basically, CASA allows them to regulate themselves uh, as long as they uh, you know, follow all the rules, and uh, there's been a bit of a uh, brewing problem here over the last few months uh, where CASA has been sort of intervening there and uh, slowing that process down until they're satisfied that things have been done properly and uh, there could be anywhere up to a thousand of these aircraft grounded at the moment as a huge backlog of uh, registrations uh, is being worked through by the RAOs uh, organisation. A lot of RAOs pilots and uh, aircraft owners have been contacting us here at uh, PCDU and uh, venting their spleen about it and uh, I guess if I owned one of those aircraft I wouldn't be too happy either so I think uh, we'll be talking a bit about the RAOs sector uh, during 2013 because I think there's going to be a a lot of uh, politicking going on around that sector this year, is, and I think there'll be some changes at the top. That'll be my tip for uh, 2013. Uh, I think you'd be right, mate. And in fact, you can hear a little bit of a discussion on this with our own Baz Sheffers, who uh, has recently uh, encountered this problem with his RAOS aircraft. And uh, that, of course, is in our latest episode that went out just before the end of 2012. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Uh, Grant, let's hope that the heat doesn't keep the uh, news flow quite so slow as it was this week. Indeed. Mate, uh, I, th- I think we just gave a summary of the last two weeks, actually. There you go. Until next week, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm the melting Grant McCarran. <laughs>